Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, and 4 a.m. Pacific. And on this call, which is a conference call, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about life, we talk about books, we talk about affirmations, success, and failure. We talk about a lot of things that go hand-in-hand what you do on a daily basis. I mean, because this this stuff on this call can help you with your uh, relationships. It can help you with your business. It can help you with your job because it's all your thoughts that we talk about. We talk about your paradigm. We talk about years and years of stuff that you heard over and over and over and over and over and over and over to a point that most of us are working on automatic, meaning we're just getting up and doing things and thinking a particular way because we heard it for so long. Now, what we didn't do was think about, you know, where did it come from? How did we hear it? You know, we well, we we know how we heard it. It was from our neighborhoods, from our friends, from our pastor, from our teachers, from our parents. We heard all of that, but did, we didn't stop and think, you know, is this good information? Is it good information that I can use to change my life financially? Or we just heard it? And just listen to it, and then we just kind of operate. Not only that, you know what else we did? We actually regurgitated it. <laughs> so what we heard, we told somebody else the same thing. And then they told somebody else the same thing. And these were people that we grew up with. These were people that we learned from. These were people that that was all in our environment. And so we became, uh, we built our paradigm on that. And then what we didn't think about was that, okay, what kind of community are we in? Okay, we're in a community where, because we didn't understand that a lot of us didn't at that time because you just didn't think that uh, some of us were really in a poor neighborhood or middle class. We just thought everybody operated the same way. We just thought that, you know, this information everybody's getting, even on this side of town, on that side of town. You know, mom and dad is telling us something that that they're saying in – Beverly Hills, <laughs> or you're saying it in, uh, I don't know, in the hood. And so it was like, because, you know, as kids growing up, you don't kind of think about that. You kind of just take in the information. We didn't realize that some of the information, or a lot of information we were taking in was not going to help us advance financially later on, later on in life because, you know, if you're getting information from a middle class or poor neighborhood, and then you're trying to advance, you know, financially, not title-wise, not, you know, job-wise, but, you know, you're trying to really, really advance, it's going to hold us back because those are our thoughts. Think about it. Those are our thoughts. These are things that, you know, we heard that, you know, rich people were evil and and money don't, this and that, and you can't chase money and money is evil and, you know, the root of all evil. And then they'll say, well, no, that's not what they said. They said the love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, the love of money is the root of all evil. Can't love You can't love money? That's the root of all evil. Okay. Now, all those things come to play when you're trying to advance. And, you know, we talking. I was talking to some people last night about this. Like, well, I'm going to feel uncomfortable in my neighborhood if, you know, my car is new and the rest of theirs are not. I'm going to feel uncomfortable in my neighborhood if I'm making, you know, five, ten times more money than them, you know, and they're not making either. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. That's a, a, 
that was a thing that had been programmed in us for years. So a lot of us don't even advance or try to because of that. So now, this information you're hearing, we take it from the conference call and we put it on a podcast platform on 16 different ones. So if you're hearing it there, uh, that means that we've taken our recorded conference call and loaded it on a podcast platform. We're not not a podcast, but we're on the podcast platform now. Some people consider that because I got a lot of updates uh, well, that you get once a year from um, the podcast. And they, I got some interesting numbers there. I want to post some of it on my Facebook page. But, you know, it was like we reached 13 different countries. Uh, we had a growth of 77%. It was one other thing that they sent that was interesting. Uh, what was it? What was it? What was it? It was, uh, man, I can't. I'm going to have to go back and look because, you know, their suggestion was to post it so that you all can see what's happening with this, uh, with these platforms um, that, you know, that make, you know, we feel like it's podcast, but it's not. You're going to hear a podcast very soon <laughs> by why. I will be doing a podcast and I will, you'll know, diff, you'll know exactly the difference than this and, uh, you know, a podcast. But we put it here for easy access. You can get to it, replay, listen to it over and over. You can share it. You can do a lot of things with it. Uh, and we suggest that you do that. Take it and share it with young folks, younger people. Because some of us have mind is so conditioned that we can't believe anything. We don't really realize how we've been programmed at a younger age because those thoughts have been in us for so long, and we automatically move on it. Really, we do. So, I, you know, go back today and listen to the beginning of this and what I said. Listen to, the, listen to it over and over and over, this whole replay, because a lot of times we miss it. We have to hear things for a while. You know, I know some people say, well, Tony, you say the same thing every morning. Yep. But guess what? We see how many people can actually regurgitate that or, you know, Say that same stuff that I say because a lot of times we hear it and don't hear. You have to hear it for a long time. You have to recondition your mind, and that's what we're doing here. All right, we got a replay number, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085. Same pin code, 783357-POUND. You know what? I just said some powerful stuff a few minutes ago. I really did. I'm thinking about now what I just said, and it was a tad bit different what I, what I normally say, I promise you that. If you go back and listen to it, you're going to say, wow. And I'm telling you the truth as I know it. I'm telling you that, um, you know, repetition is key. I'm telling you that when you get a lot of bad information early, that bad information stays with you the rest of your life unless you get in there and reprogram and deprogram. And there's not a system in the school, going through the school system, that does that. It's not a reprogramming and deprogramming of those thoughts. It's not. It's not any books that were talked about. It's not any process that you do that we heard. That So that stuff has been is there. It's like, you know, we never address it. But that's what we do here. That's what we do here. So tell more people about it and tell more people about the replay and tell more people about it. You'll be shocked, especially, some, again, some of the younger people. Some of you guys that are up in age now, you know, you just – you know, you still believe what you believe. You know, and which is mostly a fixed mindset that that 
you can't really change. You can't really grow and become a different person. You can't really, you know, it's it's there. But we don't believe it. Now, a younger person might. That's why I said share it with some people in your family. Let them hear it. Don't just, you listen to it and say, no, I'm good. Try yourself just try, just for the whole month of December. Just say that this is a gift I'm going to give people. If not every day, try every other day that you're going to find somebody, send them the link, and say, listen to this and tell me what you think about it. You'll be shocked by the end of December if you did that one day, I mean every day of the month or every other day of the month. You would be shocked. You said, no, I won't. Yeah, you would. I promise you. Shake it up. Do that. <laughs> Shake it up. Let's go. All right, folks, y'all ready this morning? We got some good stuff we're going to talk about this morning. I grabbed the book from the bookshelf, and it came from a guy that does leadership. You know, it's not just Maxwell who does leadership. It's a lot of people that has leadership books out here, and these are one of the ones we read from a while back. Um, but I read it's an analogy, a story, a kind of a, a uh, uh, well, you'll see the point that was being made once I start reading it. It's not going to take long for you to start getting that point. But before we do that, since it's Monday, let me wake you up for a minute. Give me about a minute and ten seconds, and then you can tell me who you're with. Uh, 
Uh, a lot of y'all call kind of like, uh, <laughs> y'all are really mature, put it this way. But in 1995, my friend Dan Reeland and his wife, Patty, were skydiving along with a group of friends, including uh, my writer, Charlie Wetzel. They approached the event with a mixture of excitement and fear. Skydiving. Can you imagine that? You know, you jump out of a perfectly good plane. <laughs> That's me saying that. Why would you jump out? Why would you go up in the air, way up, and then jump out of a perfectly good plane? I don't get it. But that's what they were doing. Because some people said, that's on my bucket list. I got to do that. I don't I don't have to do that. No, no, I don't. I don't have to do that. <laughs> not have to, I'm not going up to jump out of a perfectly good plane. But that's what they were doing. So they, they approached the event with a mixture of excitement and fear. At the Skydiving Center in Southern California, they received only a few minutes of training to prepare them for that, that um for that tandem jump, or the tandem jumps. So Dan said they were feeling pretty good about the whole thing until a guy walked in the room and made a pitch to sell them life insurance. (laughs) Now, that happened to us when we were in Utah, and uh, we were getting on those snowmobiles to go up in the mountains, and they came in and said, do you want to sign this for your life insurance? Oh, we really we need to do this because you know <laughs> why would I need that? But when they came in to pitch them on the life insurance, they realized, wait a minute. Well, they should have realized that from the from the, from the get to me. You are eleven thousand feet, and you're gonna just jump out of a plane. Perfectly good plane. Nothing's wrong with it. But as the plane ascended to that 11,000 feet, they became increasingly nervous. Oh, my God, what have I done? Then they opened the sliding door at the back of the plane, at which point the fear factor went through the roof. when you walk out on that diving board and you're supposed to, <laughs> and then, you know, you're like, uh-uh, let me go back. And then you got somebody at the end, you like, know, you're not walking back here. So you might as well go and do what you got to do. You're not coming back here. So they were like wishing they had, you know, wishing they had worn rubber pants. They approached the door, each of them harnessed to the jump master and then launched themselves out the plane. Can you picture that? Just, you know, here we go. Within seconds, they were hurling toward the earth at 120 miles an hour. And after free fall of 6,000 feet, they pulled that ripcord. And when the canopy opened with a forceful jolt, they went from 120 miles an hour to about 25 miles an hour. Dan said it made my underwear find places places it had never found before. <laughs> so I laugh whenever Dan tells the story, but I was really surprised to learn from Dan and Patty that as petrified as they were before they jumped, 
All their fear was gone the second they left the plane. All their fear was gone the second they left the plane. Now, Arthur, Pastor Norman Vincent Peale, which is my guy, I like Norman Vincent Peale. Well, the rest in peace, Norman Vincent Peale. Guess what he said? He said, action is the great restorer and builder of confidence. Inaction is not only the result, but the cause of fear. You know how I talk about that some of y'all guys hide out? You want to be secret agents, and you think you made it safe through the day into the next day, then you hide out again, and you hide out again, then you hide out again. You just keep counting the days down, and you're not taking any action. You're not making any calls. You're doing all that. You know, all you're doing is building up more fear. Inaction is not only the result, but the cause of more fear. So you think you... You you know, I made it through the day without making so I start tomorrow. Then you do the same thing the next day, you do the same thing. You don't do you don't step out, take risk, you don't make the calls you should make because people are gonna laugh at you and they're not gonna you don't do those things and you feel like you made it through the day, uh, to go to another day, uh, because, you know, nobody talked about you. Nobody said anything bad about you, nobody laughed about you, nobody you know, made you feel humiliated. You didn't, you didn't do that. See, that's you're in the wrong business to do that, to operate that way. You can't operate. You know, and here's the problem: you, you're not going to have anybody at your house pushing you. And the more you go back and learn what you need to do which we tell you you have to talk to five or six people a day or inbox, whatever the, the action is you must take. You, some of you want to go back every day and learn that. You know, I, I don't know what that step is. I don't know who's on this base. I don't know who that. All of that is inaction, and it's causing more fear and more fear. But that's what you use or we use to keep us from moving. Because once you make that first call or two calls or three calls, you can get in a rhythm if you really, you know, do it right, you can start a rhythm. It's like, man, I should have been doing this. But you have to be willing to go through that process. That's the biggest challenge. It's not that you don't know stuff, and I keep saying this, I don't care, and folks keep telling you the stuff that you pretty much already know. Now, I don't have a problem with folks telling you that, my biggest challenge is is us telling you that and thinking that's what's going to make you move. No. But you need to hear it. You need to hear it on a regular basis. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a lot of time spent needs to be spent also on getting you to understand that you must jump out of that plane. You have to. And once you jump, and if you keep jumping, then it's not going to be fear anymore. But it's always going to be that way when you jump and then you stop for a long time, then you jump again and you stop for a long time and you jump again. And you you don't make it a consistent thing to where, you know, you, it's like a, a boxing match where you're fighting this guy every day and eventually if he's punching you in a certain spot, you're going to know not to make that move. You're going to know how to keep your hands up. You're going to know how because once you've been hit that way for a certain amount of time, you're going to figure out, well, I've got to do this another way to make sure that this doesn't happen. You're going to, but until you, until you face that fear on a consistent basis, now, 
here, I don't know. The thing you got to ask yourself, what's going to make you face that fear? Because the biggest challenge we have is contacting people on a regular basis. You know, the discussion I have with some folks lately is numbers. It's numbers and numbers game. Of course. But, see, one thing about this fear, it's going to take a little longer than just the first time you jump out of a, a plane. Like, you know, it's going to take a little longer than that because you're dealing with your emotions. You're dealing with your pride and ego. You're dealing with a, a self-esteem issue that has been programmed in us for years about, you know, we were taught, you know, a lot of, you know, you got to know the right answer. You got to, you got to be correct. You got to, you know, you don't get, don't, you know, try too hard because, you know, everybody ain't meant to be successful. Now, some other people were taught, let's go out there and fail every day at a young age. You know, there's some wealthy people who used to tell their kids that, you know, what did you fail in today? What did you try today that was hard that you, you know, keep doing that. But see, we, you know, from some communities and most communities that we grew up in, it was not that. So it was. So you got to understand that that's the thought process. It's good to get a nice little safe job, and I'm and again, I'm not knocking that. I think everybody should have a nice little safe job. You should have. You should have that. It's good. It's comfortable there. You can go back and forth to work. Only thing that you deal with is the the mess that go on there around the water fountain or wherever else y'all hang out at in the break room or whatever you know. But besides that. You're not being rejected because guess what? Yeah, I remember when I was at AT&T, it was thousands, it was a thousand of us walking into, well, initially in Atlanta when I moved to Montgomery, it was, you know, only 10 of us. But thousands were walking that building every morning. Thousands of us would park that car, and we all had our little dog tag on around our neck. And that's not rejection. That feels good because everybody's walking the same way. Man, you got a job at AT&T? You got one through here? Man, we parking in the parking lot over here. We got our name tagging. Everybody's going into the job. Everybody's you doing what everybody else does. You talk about stuff at the job. You do. That's man. That's a you know, no rejection. None. You don't need. You don't need any of this stuff. All you need to do is read the stuff that they say you should read. Listen to things and which is and which is a way that keeps you in order. You need to be in order when you do that, you know. Like if I owned AT&T or a mega business like that, I would love for you. I just want y'all to be in order like that, you know. Make sure that you, you know, I want you to put a little nice you know, facility in there for you to hang out, chill out. You can get you something to eat in there and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not going to be feeding you all thought-provoking, mind-provoking you know, provoking or type things because – I don't want you all to read and leave my facility because you're a good worker. See, I don't understand the simplicity of that, why we don't get Well, I know why we don't get it is because we got the other information for so long. So me saying it on this call, and you heard it for a year or two or something, but everything else that I that I talk about it goes against the process that you heard for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years so you that's why I say the programming is so deep tell some younger folk before they get locked in with this because a lot of y'all are just you might even want to believe what we're saying you might even want to but it's so ingrained in you you know you you might even want to turn right at the corner when you get there 
but you've been turning left for 30 years. So even you could have the agenda in your mind. When I get to that corner, I'm going to turn right today. And you get to that corner and you turn left. And the next day you turn left. Next, You say to yourself, no, I want to go right. But by the time you get to the corner, your mind is already forgotten and you go left because you've been going left for years. The same thing here. You've been going, you've been listening to and hearing things for years that you believe. So when somebody says something like I'm saying, it's just hard for you to believe. You just, oh, I can't. You don't even know you push it to a side. That's called living on automatic. Things that you were taught about religion, things that you were taught about jobs, things that you were taught about what you need to do to go to work, and things you talk about, those things are, they weren't just said, they were said over and over and over from everybody for years. So when I say this, you got to understand, it's got to be some work done on your part. You have to go back in the trenches. You have to listen to stuff over and over. You have to reprogram, I mean, deprogram to reprogram. Those things, you, you see, it can't just be me. And, you, and here's the thing that you got to understand, too, is what happens is this. We started a business, and what we do is, we have one foot in the business and then the one the other foot uh in the reality that we live for so long. Meaning that the one foot you hear me, you hear other leaders, you hear other people talking about something. The other foot you still hear your auntie, you still hear your cousin, you still hear your brother, you still hear your pastor. You still... So now you right there riding the fence. Now sitting on that fence can be painful, especially for a man. But sitting on that fence where you riding both sides. And guess who's going to win? The side that hears it the most. Guess what side heard it the most? The side where your uncle, your aunt, your, your family members, your friends, your coworkers. See, you have to leave that side all together, kind of. I'm not saying leave your job. I'm saying you can't. You can't you, what you're trying to do is learn this, but stay there. And we stay there. And we stay there. <laughs> you said, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because, and again, you can, you know, you keep your job. But if you put like what I did, I put all my focus on me reading and and my business that I was in, and all the extracurricular activity that I was doing, I separated myself from that. You know, all the stuff we did after work and hanging out, I separated myself from all of that. I had to get that other foot out of that environment. And the reason I did it, because I believed in my mind that I could grow and be successful in business if I did those things. I think most of us don't believe that. That's why we keep one foot over there with with those people, because, you know, we that's, we that's we don't believe if you had both feet over here, and you didn't hear all that stuff that you hear that you would win and grow. You still believe that, no, nah, it ain't going to happen like that. So that's why. Please tell me in, in, in the chat or the eight that y'all understand what I'm saying. Whether you're doing it or not, please tell me you, you do. Because if you don't, then I, I'm just kind of 
I don't know. I'm just talking. So tell me, tell me in the chat that you need more information if you need more information. But if you, if you got what I'm saying and understand what I'm saying, please put me an eight. If you don't say to me on it, Tony, you need to make that a little bit more clear because I really don't get what you're saying because I need to make sure you understand that. You know what I'm saying? I really do because if you're trying to win, it's hard. You can't. You can't play both sides of the fence because the stronger side is going to win. The side that you've heard the most is going to win. you got to clear your mind. You know, Lisa said you got to grow a new brain. You have to separate from all of that. No, you don't, Tony. I can still hang out with them and go bowling or, you know, watch this stuff together and talk to them, and they don't. that doesn't affect me. No, you don't. No, you don't. I don't know where you get that from, but, you know, I'm going to be more balanced. I'm going to have my friends over here, and then I'm going to have those friends over there. And, you know, I'm just going to be a little bit more balanced. I'm not going to – I'm not cutting loose my, my friends. I'm not moving on from them because they're my people, and they I've been with them for years, and I'm not – see, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Okay. 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 You can't do that, folks. You just can't. But that's what we do. Because even if we try to separate, you go two or three days without talking to, uh, you know, Sheila or Bobby or whoever, and you... And see what you do, you read a few books and you kind of, you know, focus on whatever and then you don't see any success after them three or four days. You're like, man, let me call. Like, man, get me on here doing this. No, it's going to take a while before you, you know, the separation, it's going to take a while before you start growing into your new brain and your new thoughts and those new things. It's going to take a while before you do that. Well, you ain't heard the news in a while. You, it's going to take a while for you to, it's not going to just, you know, you want a whole week. Like I'm not, you know, it's going to take a while. It's going to take much longer than that. See, it's almost like when you come here and you start doing this part-time or whatever you're doing, it, you just swallow that pill now. You've taken that pill. You know, the red or the blue pill, you've taken it. You're going down there, you know, it's like, it's like when you join, you're like, it's like, remember when he took the pill and they showed him, like, screaming and hollering like he was sliding down some kind of, you know, whatever. He was just, you have done that. Now, if you never took the pill, then you'll be all right. Like, there's people out here who never attempted a business, never tried anything that was, out of the box thinking, never. So they're, you know, they're cool and they're and they're mind, You know, I'm good, huh? and they are. They are. But now, once you take an appeal and you say you want to see, what you realize is that once you take that pill, that means joining some. You cannot operate the same way. You cannot have those thoughts the same way you cannot do that 
See, yes, I can, Tony, because I, I mean, this is, I mean, this is not no rocket science. What we're doing, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I'm brilliant. I made A's, all my A's in school. I got my master's, going on my PhD. I've done all that, and you, you telling me that this little, this little thing over here that costs a, you know, maybe twelve hundred dollars to get this little that this little thing that costs five hundred dollars, this little thing costs a hundred dollars. You're telling me that I'm not smart enough to do that, you know, and I've I've been through some of the, the you know, highest-ranked schools. I've done all this stuff, and you're telling me that now over here is that, you know, doing this, and no, I can't. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, matter, as a matter of fact, that's what your friends and your relatives and your neighbors say to you. You're listening to somebody, I mean, we're, you know, where where is his credentials? Where did he go to school? Well, you you listen to somebody saying, "Really? Are you serious?" And they say that because that's what they heard as being successful. And if you stay in that in that world of not taking the pill, you are good. But once you take that pill. And I'm telling you, I see people who take the pill and they hang around for three or four months and then, or a year or six months and then they go back to where they've messed up because that pill is on their mind now. You know, the guy said, you you probably wish you should have never taken it, huh? Remember that he said that? He said, if you ain't watched The Matrix, the first one, you need to watch it. The first, not Matrix 2 or 3, but the first one. You you out here now. That's why it's best sometimes I tell people is just to you know quit right away. As soon as it happens for you, go and get out of the game if you say I ain't gonna do this. But don't get a taste of this a little bit for three, four, five months or a year and then you try to go back, you know it's gonna mess you up because now those thoughts are gonna be there on some of the stuff you heard and you're gonna be thinking, Hey Mm get out fast. Because in order for you to advance, there are different things that you're going to have to do in this world compared to that world. And what happens is we wake up every morning, we see the sky is blue, the grass is green, and you know we we think that we're in the same world, but we're not. We're not. And so when we're not willing to do certain things, then it's going to be hard for us to win. And, you know, and nobody can wait till everything is perfect to act and expect to be successful. You know, when it, you know, I call it the uh, soon as. You can't wait to, you know, as soon as Frank get off the late shift and as soon as Chile to practice over and as soon as he warms up, as soon as you can't. just can't right now I'm willing to bet you and and because we all do it and we got to be forcing ourselves every day is the decision you should be making right now that you put off I promise you thinking about it when you woke up this morning you probably been thinking about it for two three weeks four weeks 
you got to make that decision, folks. It's a problem you should be solving right now. You say, what, are you in my house, man? You you know, back in the day, (laughs) my dad would tell me that you had these guys, you know, that's when, you know, everybody's house was like on a, sitting up on on the bricks, and then you had this little door you can go under the house, and people would go under there and listen to what you're saying, and then they'll come back to your house and say they were like, you know, predicting your future and tell you everything is happening in your house. (laughs) And they had crawled under there and listened to you, you know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I know you're thinking, is he in my house? No, because I know how to work. I know it works because I'm dealing with it every day. There's a project you should be starting right now. There's a, a goal you should be reaching. It's a, uh, an opportunity you should be seizing. It's a, a dream you should be everything, but we got to move on it. You know what I'm saying? Every day. I, I went through something uh, dealing with my taxes for three, four weeks. And I just kept putting it off, kept putting it off, kept putting it off, kept. And it wasn't that difficult when I finally started. You know, when I finally jumped out the plane and started doing it, I'm like, oh, this thing, let me. I was almost done in like like a day or something that I thought was going to take so long. I thought I had to call the whole world. I thought I had to. But I kept putting it off, kept putting it. And guess what? That burden was on me every day I woke up. You know, I would put it in front of me on my desk. Then I'd move it somewhere else. And i move it. i got to do this. i got to do this. And I just kept, you know. And then I finally one day just, good thing I kept it in front of me. So I finally said, let me go and do this. And when I started doing it, I'm like, I should have done this three weeks ago. I called a couple of people, asked them their advice on this, and I did. I'm like, I'm done. It was such a relief that I got it over with, but I'm thinking, why did I go through all of that? And that's what we're doing. I'm telling you, we we piling stuff on that we we do we need to get rid of every single day. Every single day. Knocking out the box on eliminating past associates, fam- family's best friends first. Okay. This is the text I got. You will know when a bridge is is crossed because one day after much training and sacrifice, you will have a conversation with someone you used to be every day tight with, and they will talk, and you will be thinking, why am I talking to them? It will be like talking to a child, telling you about leprechaun land. That's when you know and feel the reading and application is changing you. Folks, I'm going to tell you who sent me that text, but tell me, Tell me if that ain't our conversation we have all the time. <laughs> you know how I talk about when I'm sitting there with my coworkers at AT and T, and I'm sitting there at this bar, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't need to be sitting here no more, because my conversation is now about mindset, leadership, and books, and their conversation is still on that lady at the bar with the nice dress on, and they want to go over there, and I'm, you know, remember I told you all, I said. If you're still hanging around the same people, you're not growing. Because once you start growing, you can't be around that. You can't even deal with the con- – you're saying to yourself, boy, this what I used to talk about? Is this my – you know? But the text I got this morning was from Lewis. So he's listening on the call. He's saying, he said, you know – Knocking out the box on eliminating past associates, family's best friends first. Get that out of the way. 
you will know when a bridge is crossed because one day, after much training and sacrifice, after the reading you have, the conversation with someone you used to be with every day tight, and they will talk, and you will be thinking, why am I talking to them? And that's what I'm telling you guys now. If you're still hanging around these people and you're talking to them, you're not growing. You're not doing what you're supposed to do because if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you don't even want to be there. It, it, it pains you to be sitting there in there talking, having a conversation with them. It pains you because you're growing and you're another person. But if it doesn't pain you and you don't want, you, 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 you know, you still enjoy being around that, that's a sign, a red flag, that you're not reading enough, that you're not getting this information, that you're not growing. It should let you know that, especially if you've been doing this for a while. Man, you don't even want to have the conversations. And you start thinking, that used to be me. I used to be, that's how, oh, that's, that was my conversation. That was my life. Man, folks, come on. If you're not uncomfortable around those people that you've been around for years, you are not growing. You're not changing your life. You're just not. Okay, that's right. That's right. Preacher man, wife is from Baton Rouge. He said, I told my wife, we stand over these folks' house for Christmas holidays one hour, and that's it. <laughs> hey, I give them 30 minutes. I was going with my wife. I was like, look, I'm going to go over here in the corner over here. She's going to get mad at me. Don't go out and look. I'm gonna, they got three books over here, so I'm going to go and look at these three books. I'm going to speak to them. I'm going to say a few words, and then, you know, when you look at me, I'm going to give you the nod. I mean, we need to. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Even even my family, when I go around them during the holidays, we're not going to have those conversations. I'm not trying to talk to them about anything. We're going we're gonna to talk about sports, and that's it. I'm going on. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to try to get in, in a conversation with them about thought-provoking stuff. Mm-mm. I'm, I, I'm, you watching the game? Who you got? <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna do. You know what? I'm, you know I go through there, but I'm not gonna be. Uh. Uh-uh. You have to make up in your mind that those are not. Those are not the people that you gotta. You gotta, and you gotta want to do that. Until you want to do that, that means you're not growing, folks. That's it for the day, folks. That's all she wrote. Pen and the pencil broke. Understand that you have to get out there and do something fearful and just keep doing it until it's not as fearful as it used to be. And then, you know, you're always going to have a little fear about rejection. You always have about people talking about you, but that's a part of it. You have to go through that.